0: Good everybody. Welcome to another episode of 180 Degrees. You are tuned in to 7 to 9 a.m. and you are listening to 180 Degrees with me, Zoe George. And I have someone very special in studio. She was here a couple weeks ago. We have... Michaela Preston how are you Ooh, doing? I am doing well good oh. good. It is so great to have you in studio. <laughs> it's you. gonna be such a fun packed show. As you guys know we are currently in the middle of our Moot takeover so we have another Moot representative in the building. We have Mr. Terence Clausen. He's going to be talking to us about his experiences. We also have Kanya in and he's gonna be helping me along with the interview. It's gonna be a fun one. So stick around until about twenty past seven. That's when it will start. And we will also be live on Facebook. If you want to see our lovely faces, you can check out our Facebook page, which is seventy nine Cops of slash seventy nine Cape Pulpit and we will be there forever. But Michaela, how is your weekend? Forever <laughs>
1: Uh, it was good. It was good. I I mean, the weather was amazing. So yeah. it's just like in bed watching TV and all my favorite Netflix.
0: Yes. So it was just Netflix and food. That sounds like <laughs> quite an eventful weekend. Honestly, <laughs> I think mine was pretty similar. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I don't usually remember my weekends. Not that they're so eventful, but like I don't know. My memory just kind of fades, fails me every Monday <laughs> night. But This is going to be such a fun packed to show you guys. We're going to be with you until 8 o'clock. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? Cape Town. And as the ID says, we are in the What's Down in Cape Town section of the show. Now, if you are tuning in for the very first time and you are thinking to yourself, hmm, I'm currently on holiday and I want to do some fun things to make this holiday memorable so that, you know, when Monday comes and you go back to school, you can remember what you did. We have three different restaurants that you guys might want to check out if you do find yourself in the Durbanville area. The first one is called The Dairy Shed. Now, hidden deep in Durbanville's buccalic that country, Counterman's Cliff Farm is well-known to mountain bikers. After pounding its rugged trails, they gather at the Dairy Shed, a rustic alfresco cafe serving coffees, smoothies, rooibos cappuccinos. While wow, I'm already drooling, you guys. Like, I don't want to drool on any of the equipment just thinking about this. But chai teas, omelets, croissants, and their famous homemade carrot cake. If any of these sound very enticing to you and you want to go down... Their opening times are, well, on Mondays to Fridays. from They are open from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Then on Saturdays and Sundays, they are open from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Yeah, that's pretty much it. If you would like the address, you can find them at Contumens Clough Road off the M13 in Durbanville. Cape Town. The next one is the Tangram Restaurant in Durbanville Hills. Now, stunning sunset views from the double-volume glass window Tangram Restaurant take in Table Mountain and the sweep of the bay. Elegant dishes, dishes that are served here will include the buburti spring rolls with salsa and homemade speckworm chutney, mushroom and spinach ravioli with roasted baby tomatoes, olive feta. I'm gonna do chicken curry with tacos and coriander yogurt cucumber salad pickled mustard seeds wow you know what if they are open after the show which it seems that they are on some days because they open from on monday to sunday from 8:30 a.m. to 11 a.m. then they close reopening at 12 p.m. or 3 p.m. Oh my, I've misread it, but I guess I will have to come back at another time. And where will I be going? To Tiger Valley Road off the M13 again in Durbanville in Cape Town. Now the last one, but certainly not the least one, it had certainly the most exciting picture on the website is the Shakespeare boutique restaurant. Now you can step into an old world fantasy of Bard inspired decor, velvet banquettes and leather bound tomes, glittering chandeliers and heavy velvet drapes. This is all from the website, you guys, and it sounds exciting. It literally looks like this. You can allow the sense of drama at Shakespeare's to frame, the dining experience that follows. The owners, Adri and Johan Engelbrat, with Chef Floris Smith, who used to work at the Bushman's Clough Wilderness Reserve, celebrate South African heritage with ingredients that have, quote, a touch of humor, flair, and the odd Shakespearean, quote, if you would like to find this place, I would recommend that you do. Oh, my goodness. These restaurants are so fantastic. Michaela, what do you think?
1: It sounds amazing. Like, I... I, I've been living here all my <laughs> life, but I would definitely go check them out.
0: You know, that's the fun thing about the um, What's Down in Cape Town section of the show. I am consider myself a Cape Tonian. I have been living here pretty much my whole life. And every week I find something that I've never heard of. Mm. Every once in a while, you know, I talk about something I have actually done and I know is actually cool. But it's always cool to hear how many cool things are in Cape Town that we just never do. We take the city for granted so much
1: yeah no it's it surprises me that there's so many different kinds of restaurants and i always find myself like what is there to do i've been there i've done that and the hearing you read all of this restaurants i was like wow i
0: should go there Mm, no definitely it's fantastic zoe on 180 degrees 180 degrees on i am youth movement so you are tuned into 180 degrees on 7 to 9 a.m. It is 21 minutes past the hour of seven. As I mentioned before, we are still in our moot takeover, and we have Terence Clawson, who is going to be talking to us about his moot adventures. Now, Mr. Clawson is a moot coach at the False Bay College, as well as principal of Fairmount Secondary School. And I just like to say. Good afternoon, not only to you, but to Kanya, who is also joining us from Moot as well. I'm so excited to have the two of you here in studio. It's going to be a fun one. Good evening to the two of you. How are you doing? Great. Thanks very much for having us.
2: Um, We're looking forward to the interview. uh
3: Thanks. Hi, Zoe. Thank you so much for having us. Um, (laughs) It's been a long weekend. Uh. Um, But, yeah, we... Rise and shine
0: We move indeed So Mr. Clawson, I would like to ask us If you can tell us A bit more about yourself
2: Yeah look I've, I've been with um, With Moot since 2006 um, As a teacher I started out in 1980 I've been teaching for 42 years Principal for 25 years um, Qualified as a Moot uh, facilitator As a coach in 2006 With Northland College and been introducing it at the school since ever since then.
3: All right. Thank you, Mr. Clason. All right. So can you bit, uh, tell us a bit of, of your involvement with Moot directly?
2: As I said, I've been a facilitator and a coach. Um, as a principal, your time is at a premium. And so I've convinced a number of teachers to go along with me on this journey mm-hmm. and quite a few of the staff um, at our school, being the first secondary school that started uh, the Moot program, uh, I convinced at least initially 12 of them And it has grown to 18 And teachers have moved on to other schools And they've started MUT at the other schools as well
3: That's amazing So
2: um, it has been quite a journey um, But the important thing is making a difference In the young people's lives
3: Totally, totally
0: Yeah, that that is quite a legacy to have To have not only started it but to be the one of the reasons why it has spread to other places. And Moot does fantastic things. So to hear about how it has branched out into other schools to increase their influence is great. I would like to ask, as a trained Moot coach and principal, how has Moot impacted your lives your life and the lives of the youth and even the teachers around you besides of course, you know, the branching out.
2: Yeah. Look for myself, um, one of the tenets of Moot is to, to be youthful, um, to interact with the, with the youth. Um, I like to consider myself as a recycled youth. So, um, you know, it, it, it has helped me to connect with my students. It has helped me connect with youth um, at church um, and in the community itself. And uh, I apply various um, skills that I've learned through Moot and the facilitation to convince young people that uh, life is worth living and they need to make a difference in their lives for making the right choices. You know, so for me, it's about um, convincing learners to stay at school, not to get involved. And that's what is all about, not to in- get involved in all the negative things that they are experiencing in the communities, in their homes. Uh, we service largely the Parkwood and the Lotus River um, communities where all the social evils are exp- exposed to it on a daily basis. And um, we try to inculcate in them the courage to make the right choices, so that they can have a good life to live. And then, obviously, the courage to care, care for themselves, care for their families, communities, the nation, the environment. Um, so those are the kind of values that we want to that we inculcate in our students, so that they can become productive um, social beings. Um, that's what we are about. And as far as the teachers are concerned, you know, getting the teachers involved with our schools, um, it's important that we have the right fit, the teacher coming to a school like ours. It's not only about the teacher qualification, but also what it is that you bring to the school about making a difference in their lives in the community that we serve.
3: I like what Mr. Clason just said. He's got the yes, which is, is very youthful, innovative and sincere. <laughs> so that's what all is about. Mr. Clausen, as we know that... Um, so today's society and young people face a lot of struggles. Um, what uh, drives you every day to wake up, and what do you, what are the po- positives that you send out there as a mood coach and as a teacher?
2: Look, um, I have the privilege of being a principal, so I have some say at the school itself. Um, for me to get up in the morning, like I said, I've been at the school for 41 years, uh, making a difference in that community. And to get up every morning knowing the struggles that uh, our students face.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: making a difference in those learners' lives. Uh, you know, for years I've been knocking myself up. We strive every year to get a 100% matric mm. pass rate. But mm-hmm. it's more than just matric.
3: Totally. Um,
2: it's about, I, I often say that, you know, I don't want to send out educated scholars out there. So you've got mm-hmm. a matric certificate, but you don't have the values yes. um, to live by. And so for me it's about the values of education is as important as the um, academic qualification that, that, that a child has, and so Mute has given us that leverage, that um, tool that we can use in order to inculcate those values into our learners. Yes, um, to speak up, to dream, and to go ahead and have the courage to achieve your dream. You know, there's one thing I tell them. Um, the two things that I remember is that you know um, you can either. Uh, be paid for the rest of your life, yes. or you can pay for the rest of your life. Ooh, good um, one. And 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 it's about the choices that you make. Yes. And, and having the courage to make the right choices. Mm. Um, at the moment, you know, we've gone through youth youth month, and we're going so, um, into Mandela Day on, on on the 18th. And it's extremely important that they understand that the choices that they make today is either going to benefit them or it's going to disadvantage them.
3: Totally.
0: I feel like sometimes as youth. Like we often don't realize the real weight of our actions, Yeah. especially in this day and age, like something that's like really big right now is, you know, social media and how many times when you're searching for a job, your company will often look you up on social media. Yes. And some people have very interesting presences on on social media that yes. makes them not very attractive to potential companies so it's stuff like that that like you know as you we need to consider for tomorrow various other things as well but i think the social media is a new issue kind of
3: that like it plays a pivotal role when it comes to job recruitment
0: exactly like i know people who like you know they have lost things because their social media was not the best you know totally but
2: also, you know, people are uh, using social media as an influencer. Yes. um For the right reasons. Yes. Mm. I think if that is, if, if that's uh, the, the way we need to go or should go, yes. then we can reach much more, many more um, youth um, through social media. Because oh, yes. that, that's the way they connect. Mm,
0: yes. Yeah, that's where they are. Like, mm. you can't really expect to connect to too many people on TV anymore. Mm. Like, yeah. Instagram TV, maybe. But like, you know, <laughs> DSTV, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to ask, in terms of careers, why is it that our young people are just not pursuing careers but rather falling into jobs
2: and that 's something that i've been advocating all my life um, as my, all my teaching life is that uh, you know things have changed drastically. Our children are exposed to the unemployment, especially yes. in the communities, the township communities, and so on um, they're exposed to unemployment, people pushing trolleys. Um, Moms standing in the lines uh waiting for grants, living by grannies who are on social grants. Uh, and you're trying to break that psychosis. You're trying to make sure that they are able to, first of all, have dignity. And secondly, that they pursue a particular career that is going to suit them. Yes. Um, and not just have a qualification and not mm-hmm. go anywhere. And, and that is what they're experiencing out there. So what's the point? What's the point of getting a matric? What's the point of going to college? My cousin has got a degree. My cousin has got a, a, a diploma. And the cousin is sitting at home, can't find a job. Mm-hmm. And so at our school, we've besides the, 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 the values, uh, inculcating the values, we've also introduced the entrepreneurship aspect. So we want them, if you're not going to be going to study immediately, but at least have a skill yes. and then be able to market that skill. Um, So that you're not laying at home, that you're not Mm -hmm. waiting for a job to come your way or getting into a dead-end career, but that you are actually um, economically active. And so that is our drive presently, that you have a driver's license or a learner's license at least, and that you um, focus on a skill that is going to be beneficial to yourself and the family and making a difference in your life in that way.
0: Yeah, so true, because not everyone like needs to go to university and become yeah. a doctor you yes. know like we need people who can you know do what they're passionate about yes. like whether it's running a hotel running a business you that's don't right. need a medical degree for something like that but that's what right. core skills like you said the driver's license and various other things are just yeah. things i feel like everyone should have mm-hmm. especially in this day and age like i mean public transport is good but like mm-hmm. it's best to have
3: Mm-hmm, to be mobile.
0: To be yeah. mobile.
2: Look, many young people, many young people, I mean, you want to have your own flat, you want to yes. earn a good salary, you want to drive a decent car, uh, have a decent phone. Yes. And how are you going to get that? You know, mm-hmm. um, honestly, how are you going to get that? And you can achieve it by, and, and, and this is one of the, the tenets of Muta as well, where we have the bridge. Yes. On the one side of the bridge, this is where you are at. And on the other side of the is this is where you would like to be. What is that you need to be doing in between? In order to build that bridge to get to the other side, yeah. and that's so important
3: totally. um,
2: for children to understand, mm. especially youth. Yes. Yeah.
3: All right, Mr. Carlson, I would like to find out your own personal values apart from Muts values, and how your values relate to those of Mut.
2: Look, I, I, integrity for me is important. Um, you know, my yes is my yes, and my no is my no. Um, yes. That's that, That's what I believe in. Um, my uh, religious convictions as well. Um, Sometimes count against me But often uh, Mm. it is something that I push um, And I don't back down on Um, I speak truth to power Mm. It doesn't matter where I find myself Whether it's in the church, whether it's at school Whether it's in uh, whatever meetings I find myself um, I believe that I need to be able to sleep on my bed uh, And not above my bed You know, Um, So for me that's important And so with MUT It has assisted me um, in doing exactly that And I think uh, many of my students Appreciate that I would smile with you, I'd laugh with you, we'd crack a joke, but we need to know where to draw the line. Mm. And um, and then I do it out of love. Um, I'll chastise you, uh, but it comes from a place of love, and they mm. accept it um, for, uh, for that. Yes. Yes. So I would like to believe that that is what I stand for.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we understand that you have just won the R. Hofstadt Award. Congratulations.
2: Uh, thanks, thanks very much.
0: Can you tell us more about this award and... Why do you think you were the best candidate this year
2: okay uh, why well, was the best candidate uh, probably because i'm good looking i suppose <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, no um look the, the apparently was there was three other there were three candidates I was one of three candidates, and we then um had an interview panel I didn't meet the other other two candidates uh except on the day that uh, the award was made um why they selected me, it's um, probably a question we need to ask them. <laughs> uh, but, um, like I said, I've been in, in part of Moot for, for, for a number of years, um, since 2006. And we've grown the, the, the Moot brand, um, to a large extent. Um, many of the students who have gone through the Moot program have benefited, um, from the program. Darren, as you said, was last, yes. last week. He was one of my students. Um, and mm. he's, he's benefited, um, tremendously. And also then, Improve the footprint at Falls Bay. So we've we've done great work there. Um, Otto Ofsted, um, I was lucky to have met him um, on a number of occasions. He's made a difference in education. He's made a difference in the health uh, section. He's a Norwegian. Mm. uh, Broke his back while skiing, Olympic skier. uh, And he broke his back and came to South Africa. Cape Town specifically and um, made a difference not only in our school but in the number of schools in our, in our area. So we've got seven primary, seven schools in total, two primary schools and five high schools mm-hmm. that benefit from the, the bursary um, which he has started together with uh, and Anderson in Norway. So mm-hmm. there's two high schools there that would, um, a college and high school, sorry, that would collect money and money specifically for education, bursaries for children that can't afford the school fees. Um, a uniform, school shoes, books, and so on. So making a difference and giving dignity, I think, is the most important thing that I remember mm-hmm. out of all. Um, wanting to make a difference. He was knighted by the oh, king, wow. by the king of, of, of Norway, oh. for the work that he that he did in, in education and in health. Bless his uh, soul, he's passed on. Mm-hmm. Um, and his wife is still continuing with his legacy as well. And we, through our uh, programs, um, and me having been a nominee and having accepted the Of Offset Award obviously to live up to that kind of um, expectation um, and that's what I've been trying to do, to emulate the work that he has been doing um, in South Africa in Cape Town specifically with our schools so um, I'm honoured to have been selected as a a nominee, uh, to be nominated first of all and then secondly to to have achieved the award itself
3: lovely Lovely. He actually did deserve the award. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I can Thanks. tell.
3: Alright, Mr. Clarkson, can you kindly tell us, um, how will you, how you'd actually use the Ari Hofstad Award to actually get to empower other people?
2: Yes, look, what we've done is that we've, um, got two other high schools in our area that's not part of the program, um Zikofler High School and Lotus River High School. We've started a program with our grade 8s. Like we said, we're wanting to in, inculcate the, the mood values yes. um, early on in, in, in our youth. And we feel that starting with the grade 8s, that's where we need to, to get them going. And so this particular program that we started um, is something that has been in the in the making since two thousand and nineteen. Mm. Uh, but with COVID we couldn't get it get it going yes. as such. So this year we really got it going. We got the parents involved as well. Mm. And so um the program is, is is definitely being rolled out to all the grade eights yes. at those three schools. Lovely. You know, so mm. if you're looking at two hundred learners at at the schools, six hundred learners that would be benefiting from the program at
3: wonderful. this time
2: around. And then also I'm intend I intend inviting um the Mut um Director to our circuit, our circuit uh, meeting yeah. so that she can then also explain to the circuit and get other schools on board as well to buy into, into the program itself. Because often schools are pressing now because yeah. of COVID, we are pressed for finishing the curriculum. Yes. Mm. Um, but the curriculum at the expense of our values, I think it's, 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 no, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. We need the values. Um, otherwise, yes. like I said, we're just churning out educated scholars and that's mm-hmm. not what we want. Yes. Yes. Mm.
0: So with the world that we are living in, how do we encourage our youth to go out for their dreams, to have the courage to live, to not be an educated schoolie?
2: (laughs) Yeah, look, um, I think by exposing them to to the program itself, um, and the program is is Mm. youth-driven. At our school, we also have the uh, teacher assistants. Uh, They've been trained as, as, as youth and at the other two schools as well. Um, as, as, as facilitators So it's youth speaking to youth As yes. well as the the elders Giving some direction as well But uh, mostly um, The youth speaking to youth And getting them to understand That the choices that they make today Is going to either benefit them Or they're going to be disadvantaged By those choices yes. um, And doing it in a fun way yes. uh, Children yes. learn by, by, by having fun yes. now, I, I firmly believe that If you are happy where you are at And you're having fun Then you're going to be learning um, and the learning become incidental. But those are the things that stick. So yeah. for me it's important that we get more of our youthful teachers on board. Yes. Um those willing to oh, childlike. Mm. Uh, my wife says childish, I'm childish. <laughs> <laughs> but they're uh, being childlike, um, you know, having childlike um Qualities that you can inculcate, and children can see you for who you are and, yes. be, and being yourself. Yes.
3: Mm, yes. And that's what pe- uh, youth want, and uh, yes. they want someone that they can actually relate yes. to. It's a role model that stands before them on a daily basis. That and starts. Mr. Klassen is quite right about that. Mm. All right, Mr. Clarkson. Lastly, uh, for our question for the, uh, for the night, um, if people were to get to, uh, were to try to get in touch with Moot, how would they go on about and uh, contacting Moot?
2: Well, like I said, no, the, the youth are quite, um, tech savvy. So, um, we've got our, our Twitter page. We've got, uh, Instagram. We've got our Facebook as well. So it's, um, uh, MutSA, um, Facebook. And then we've got the, um, uh, at MUT South Africa for the Twitter. Um, if you want to get in touch with us uh, telephonically, it's 021 696 6610. i repeat that. 021 696 and then also at the Moot office, at office, sorry, office at moot.org.za. So there are different ways of contacting the Moot office. The um, Aule is our director. way um, is our program director as well, so program manager. So there are a number of people. And then there's Jackie. And there's Burnley, number of people that they can contact in order to find out right. more about Moot. And get involved because we want to roll Moot out not only to the schools but also to the communities, the youth at the churches, at the mosques, um, yeah. and in the community, all those, also those who are out of work, unemployed. Mm. Uh, we want to roll it out as far as possible so that we can... You know, the problem that, that, that youth often have is that they don't have anything to, to judge something by. Yes. In the past, we had your religion, you have your schools uh, impacting upon the child. Um, and now schools are told, you just focus on academics. Mm. So the, the models and the values are, are lagging behind. Uh, youth parents are getting younger. And mm. so often parents would rather want to be the child's friend than uh, the, a mom or a dad. Um, and so the school and mood become so much more impactful mm. in those young people's lives.
0: Wow! Thank you so, so much. So
2: that's where we are at.
0: Thank you so mm. much for this interview, for giving us how we can get in touch with interview and just everything that you have done from the little I've heard about you today, I can tell that you are indeed very deserving of the R. Hofstadt award. And I can see that the passion you have for the youth and like empowering your communities is very tangible. And we love speaking to people like that here on 180 degrees. We love community efforts. And I just like to thank you for what you've done and thank you for gracing us here on the show with your lovely presence
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me. And um, if whatever comes out of this interview um, and what you've projected out there, um, more people get involved, then we can spread the message. Yes. Thank you very much for having me.
0: The pleasure was honestly all ours. Like I'm glad if you guys missed this interview or you want to send it to someone you know, It will be available in two days' time on our podcast page, www.capepulpit.co.za. It'll be there. You guys don't want to miss it. But for now, let's go on into the Mystery Bible Quiz section of the show. 180 degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 (music) a.m. Bible quiz. Bible quiz. The Mystery Bible Quiz, indeed. Now, we just came out of a fantastic, really lovely interview. Like, the kind that really just warms my heart. I love those types here on 180 Degrees. And I'm going to be raving on about it if you guys want to listen to it. If you just tuned in and you have no idea what I'm talking about You will be able to listen to it again in two days on our website, www.kpulpit.co.za, right under the 180 degrees tab. It's a good one. But for now, we're going to ask you guys a question that was even on our WhatsApp story, if you have our number saved, which at this point, I kind of expect you to have it saved. (laughs) So I'm just going to ask the question. It is, what was Jesus's crown made out of? Now, we all know that Jesus was crucified on the cross and in a mock gesture, the Romans around him put a crown made of a certain material on his head because he's called himself, you know, the king of the Jews. So they're like, oh, you want to be a king, right? So what was that material made out of? If you guys have any idea what it is, and I hope you do, we've already gotten some responses and if you want to share with us, you can WhatsApp us at 81 Follow us
1: on Facebook today.
0: I am radio. Better than a hallelujah. What is better than a hallelujah? Nothing. Maybe an hallelujah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Before that, we asked you guys a question that formed a part of this week's mystery Bible quiz. And we got some answers. But the first one that was correct that we got literally at 7 o'clock because we put this on a bit earlier was from sabrina and she said that the crown was made of local thorn bushes and that is correct congratulations sabrina thank you so much for participating and being the first one to send a response in that was right that was actually correct as well Mm. like she could have said stones or something (laughs) she said the right thing but as for now let's just go on into the happy health tip Health tips. How to be
1: happy in your health. It's not just about being healthy, it's about being happy. Should be quite interesting. Chocolates are the true source of happiness.
0: So true. Chocolates really are the source of happiness in life. And you know what has also been the source of happiness in a lot of people's lives?
1: I'm not sure, Zoe. You tell us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Social media. However, social media also has some negative aspects. So this week, we're going to be giving you guys some tips on how to take a break from social media. I am one such person who, I want to say I'm addicted, but, you know, I can step away whenever I want to. But the key is I need to want to step away. (laughs) But for how long, Zoe? That's the question. I mean, I think the longest I've been off of Instagram was like six months,
1: which is not that
0: long. When you think about it. But
1: so, I so then I really need to hear this because I mean <laughs> mine is like a few minutes.
0: <laughs> Tell me Zoe. <laughs> well we have 10 tips but we'll be dividing them over this monday and next monday so we're going to give you the first five today the first one is to give your digital devices a bedtime something i have done but have also woken them up to get back on social media sounds a bit strange but your phone may need a bedtime late night activity on your phone slash computer can affect your sleeping patterns due to the blue light so it's good to turn on your like yellow light. Do You do that on your phone mm-hmm. yeah. now and then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine like automatically turns on at a certain time, but I did not make it do that. Like, <laughs> I think it just did it because it's a smartphone. The next one is to start a new morning habit. Now try avoiding using technology during your morning routine by using a real alarm clock. Something I'm trying to get in my house. Oh, that would be a difficult one. Mhm. Because you know your phone has everything. It's mm. like built to try and get you into using it at the early hours of the morning. So that's one of the ways you can do it, getting an alarm clock so you don't have to have your phone nearby you, getting a Bible, a physical one, so you don't have to read your phone's Bible in the morning like I do. This can help you resist the urge to start scrolling as soon as you wake up. Make the first few moments of your day positive by adapting a morning ritual that does not include your phone at all. The next one is to delete social media apps. Now, it can be quite daunting to give up social media cold turkey. I don't even think that's really healthy. It's <laughs> difficult. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It's something you kind of have to wean yourself over. But you can try it on a smaller level by just deleting the main apps. Do not be like me and log in on your browser, because then, like, what was the point of all that? Mm. <laughs> but you may not notice that every time you're waiting in line at the pharmacy or need a break from work you pick up your phone and start scrolling through social media if you don't have the app you can't do that you can read maybe listen to a podcast you don't have to do you
1: know what helps me Zoe what is that when I ran out of A-Time
0: or doctor <laughs> that's the only way <laughs> that yeah. I cannot get on there but then me I start looking for like local wi-fi networks <laughs> Like, I don't know. It's it's not pretty. (laughs) The next one is to replace your social media time with a new hobby or activity. Social media can drain your energy and take up a lot of your spare time. The average Internet user spends about two hours and 24 minutes per day on social media alone. I'm definitely above average. Mm. Mm -hmm. Just think of your new hobbies as pursuits that could take up that extra time of the day. I'm talking things like gardening. Picking up a new language An instrument Maybe perhaps reading I
3: read
1: on my phone
0: Exactly I pick up a
1: new language On my
0: phone Exactly Duolingo eBooks, <laughs> Apple books Google books Like the phones are just mm. You know They knew what they were doing They knew how to get us addicted yeah. And then the last one For this week But not forever Is to break the habit Of reaching for your phone If you find yourself Reaching for your phone On a consistent basis You might have a dependency on it this is a compulsive behavior that often stems from anxiety that you will miss something new. FOMO, a.k.a. Mm. Yeah, you know? I think I should put food around my phone so yes. I can reach for food instead <clears throat> of... Yeah. yeah, it's like when you don't look properly so you think you're reaching for your phone but you actually just grab a handful of lace. That's we get fat, sorry. I mean, we could always go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> or, I don't know, we have some nice something health like tips about like, you know, sometimes maybe... Eating healthy, or you know, some exercises to do. You can use your phone to <laughs> s- look at some online videos. Maybe when you've gone back from your this social media break, trying to stay away from
1: the phones, <laughs> you're not helping the situation yet.
0: We're talking about when you've stayed away for long enough, and you're like, "I need you oh. <laughs> come back to my life." It was a fun show, michaela it What was did you think?
1: Awesome. I mean, I enjoyed
0: you know hosting with you yeah
1: uh, Zoe, and it was
0: just... cool it was lovely having you in studio it was lovely having the interview and all the wise tidbits we got and we still have them in studio i'm like tempted to ask mm-hmm. mr terrence to come back on air and <laughs> share like one last like piece of advice that he may have for the youth would you be interested in doing that? Yes, so thank you again for being on the show and giving us all that great advice. Do you have like one last bit of advice for the youth as we sign off?
2: Yeah, look, uh, upcoming, uh, we have our Mandela Day coming up um, just to realize, for the youth to realize that um, people have given their lives for the freedoms that they have and that we need to make good use of these opportunities that come our way. And let's um, pray that we... The God The Holy Spirit Open up our eyes So that we can Acknowledge
0: mm-hmm.
2: the And see the opportunities That come away And make good use of them
0: Yes That's, That's great advice thanks Because opportunities Don't always strike twice Thank you so exactly. much For thank that you. That is such a lovely note To mm. end the show on Awesome Yeah it's, Thank you so much Pleasure Would Would you you,
2: Thanks for having me
0: Pleasure With all hours but just because our show is ending doesn't mean you have to turn off your radio. Stick around for the next youth show that's going to play on after us. But as for now, this has been 180 Degrees on a fun show. We're going to be back same time next week, and we can't wait to see you guys again. Goodbye for now. Oh, thanks. Tweet us at I am y movement.